Sexual rights for women have always been undermined by economic, cultural, religious, and many other factors that marginalize women and girls. Contemporary societies place emphasis on a broad spectrum of rights, but there is limited talk about sexual rights. Welcome to the Creative Center for Communication and Development podcast, where we talk about issues affecting women and girls. My name is Lubale Tuntlovo, and I am your host on this episode today where we are discussing the importance of sexual rights, especially for young women who are more at risk. Joining me in this discussion is Cindy Sojamini, a sexual rights activist who has been in the trenches for several years fighting to advance women, women's sexual rights. Cindy Sol, please tell us briefly about your work and how it all started. Hi everyone, like Luba has said, my name is Cindy Sojamini. Um, my journey started in 2017. That's when I started activism. I had realized that when you're looking at us as women or us as girls, there are a lot of things that we are not able to say. Certain things are said to be taboo and all that. And it has always put us at risk and also disadvantaged us whenever we wanted to do certain things. So, well, that's when I thought, why not stand up and speak for ourselves or myself as a young girl and a young woman? Because in most cases, we felt that we're not given enough space to speak about ourselves and also in not enough space to be able to express ourselves fully. So, what are sexual health rights? Okay, when we're speaking of sexual health rights, we're speaking of probably a lot of things, but well, we're speaking of issues of sexuality, we're speaking of issues of bodily autonomy, we're speaking of issues of reproductive health, and also uh, being able to, to, to make decisions about and reproduction itself, issues to do with family planning and whatnot. So those are all the issues that are encompassed under sexual rights. So when we're looking at that now, we're looking at me as a young woman being able to make decisions about my body and also about my sexuality and also about whether I want to have a child now or I want to have a child later and whether I want to protect or I don't want to protect myself when I'm having sexual intercourse and all. So these are all the other things and also speaking of access to information that's another right that i have as a young person to say i have access to sexual information that i'm supposed to be getting from the clinics regardless of my age yeah okay okay so why is it so important for women to know their sexual health rights and also to fight for them okay it's important for women to know about sexual health rights because in most cases we die young because we don't know or we die young because we didn't seek knowledge as young people and when we are looking at it um women are always at risk when it comes to possibly sexual intercourse because i don't know my rights i can't even negotiate for safer sex because i don't know my rights i can't go to the clinic and ask for a condom because I don't know my rights, I can't go and check cervical cancer screening. Because I don't know my rights, I can't go for HIV testing and all those things. And sometimes we are easily manipulated, especially if we don't know our rights. So it is important for us to know our rights because we are not supposed to be manipulated in any way. People are not supposed to take advantage of us as young girls or as young women. If we know our rights, then it's easy for us to make informed decisions that are going to help us in the future. So how is the involvement of young girls in the campaigns to promote sexual health rights? So far when we're looking at involvement of young girls, it's not that much. It's low because we undermine ourselves as young girls. But then it's important for us, the few that are there, to, to be able to speak out and also motivate other young girls out there, especially when you go to rural communities. Most of these girls don't even know anything 
So at the end of the day, you realize that it's important to speak to them, to give them knowledge. Not like they are not participating because they don't want to participate, but they are not participating because they don't have all the information. They just need someone who's going to enlighten them to be able to stand up for themselves and also speak out for themselves. When did sexual health rights become a thing? When did people sit down and say that it's something that needs to be addressed? Okay, when we go back, we look at issues to do with women empowerment and all. I think that's where it all began. Though it wasn't that much up until 1995 Beijing conference, that's where issues of sexuality and issues of women being able to speak about bodily autonomy came into light. And then when we came to the year 2000s, that's when people really started to have conversations about those things, especially when you come to the African countries. Because back then, people just ignore certain things. Like I said earlier, that it was all taboo. And especially now also, if you go to the rural communities, it's still taboo to some communities to speak about sexual rights and sexual issues. So it all began when women sat down and decided that we need to stand up for ourselves as women, we need to speak out about women issues so that we are not undermined within our communities, we are also respected within our communities because we also have rights. And it's also included in the 2018 constitution as women, we also have our own rights. So I think we just need someone who's going to encourage us to then be able to, to, to exercise those rights which are there at our disposal. How can any person listening to this and thinking I have had my rights infringed, what are they supposed to do? If you feel you have had your rights infringed, you're supposed to report. Um, it can be infringed in different ways. You can go to the police, they can assist you. There are certain organizations that can also assist. For example, we have um, SASA, we have um, organizations that are doing programs on dreams. For example, we have a consortium that has a THI. We also have another consortium, Zimpa consortium, that have other organizations like um, Bantuana Zimbabwe and Zimtech. We also have victim-friendly police officers that can also assist in a situation whereby you feel that your rights have been infringed. Thank you so much, Centers, for such an informative podcast. We have a wide range of sexual health rights that we as women have not been adhering to or have not been properly informed on. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Uh, my name is Luma Legend Lofu, just like I said. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Let's meet again soon.